This podcast was sponsored by Mutual Insurance Company of Arizona. Mike is the select provider of medical professional liability coverage for the Maricopa County Medical Society. For more information about MICA, call 602-956-5276 or visit www.mica-insurance.com. I am Dr. Karini Vinales, board member of the Maricopa County Medical Society and an associate program director for the Endocrinology Fellowship Program of the University of Arizona College of Medicine, Phoenix. Welcome to our Arizona Physician Podcast. When you're going to hire people, right, you can use this to help make sure on those things about their behaviors and cognitive that you're not going to fix or change, that don't have anything to do with their knowledge. Do they have the right behaviors and cognitive for this job in your environment? Meaning you're more likely to get people that are going to be quite good at this job and like it and be highly engaged. Better chance that you'll get an excellent person. Hi, welcome to the Arizona Physician Podcast. I'm your host, John McElligot. And today our guest is Mr. Tom Riggs, CEO of MindWire. He's a self-proclaimed C-suite leader turned workforce analytics nut. He has been the COO, Senior VP of Marketing, Senior VP of HR, and Entrepreneur. He's been leading people and teams for over 20 years. He's a husband, lucky father to three, very spirited kids, and he's a zealous Michigan State University fan and alumnus. He graduated from Michigan State University and the University of Chicago Chicago Booth School for his MBA. Tom Riggs, welcome to the Arizona Physician Podcast. Well, John, thanks very much for that uh, probably overly kind introduction. Uh, You've done your homework for sure. Tom, we wanted to talk with the physicians today about workforce analytics. So can you start in the big picture about what it even is and why it matters for physicians? Yeah, absolutely. And, And I think that in particular for physicians, uh, it's important because, you know, physicians are used to science and data uh, driving their training, their decision-making, their actions. And when it comes to the people part of the organization, I think in, in many cases and for too long, it's really been use your gut, trust me, it's working. There has been a lack of data. And so the important part of workforce analytics is how do you take that people part of an organization which is often the trickiest. I mean, humans are tricky. We all know this. And use a data-driven approach so that you can make better decisions and have a common language on people and a way to be effective with people in organizations that is actually data-driven, repeatable, scalable, and measurable. So it really brings that data and a common language on people and talent to that softer side of the business Uh, to help organizations get much better at it. Okay. And so for physicians, I mean, there's no physician just going in alone. They always have front office staff, back office staff. They uh, often will work with fellow clinicians, um, uh, have other nurses on staff, maybe coordinate with pharmacists for patients and their medications. So they're always working in a team. Uh, And I guess that also applies to whether they're working in a hospital setting or they're in private practice. Um, Can you talk about some examples of how workforce analytics would apply specifically to uh, patient care and, and healthcare settings. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, you, you just described it well, John, which is there, there's a whole variety of people playing different roles, uh, whether that is in a hospital setting or a private practice setting. 
people have different backgrounds. And, and part of what makes a great nurse a great nurse is certainly his or her training uh, and experience. But there are these other intangible things that we've all seen and been around in that helps people be great at their job and highly engaged in their job. And that's the part of the equation that this brings, which is to say, when you're going to hire people, right, you can use this to help make sure on those things about their behaviors and cognitive that you're not going to fix or change, that don't have anything to do with their knowledge. Do they have the right behaviors and cognitive for this job in your environment? Meaning you're more likely to get people that are going to be quite good at this job and like it and be highly engaged. Better chance that you'll get an excellent person. And the hiring part's just one piece of it, but and perhaps more importantly, then once you've got this team of disparate roles and people, how do you understand what motivates people, what they need, how to communicate effectively, right? What are their strengths and not so that you can take people who are appropriately performing really different roles and help understand how to actually make a team out of it, right? So a lot of workforce analytics is helping individuals and leaders and people on the team understand each other more so they can be more effective, right? It builds that trust. It gives a how-to language. So when you've had those experiences and you've, you've interacted with someone, you go, boy, they're just they're just so good at their job. And they, they also seem to be really engaged, positive, productive. Wow, I wish I could bottle that. I wish I could get more folks like that. That's part of where this comes in is to help create a measurable way to move towards that. And I've got some friends who are uh, uh, physicians and, and they've told me, they've said, you know, we're, we're great at being physicians, but the people part of the business is, is the hardest part. And the, the part that we don't often get as much training background help and resources for. Uh, and, and it's not necessarily why we became physicians is the people management pieces. And so for those folks that, Right. They're trying to learn and master the second discipline, which is building teams and organizations and working effectively together to have a successful practice, right, or successful organization. This is that piece that helps them use a data driven way to do that so that they don't uh, have to kind of abandon the day job of being a great physician, et cetera. But they get these insights that can help them and help their team be better, because when you can understand these things about how others are wired, we're good at it interacting with people that are like us. But when people are different, it's not hard to know they're different, meaning their needs, how they communicate, what's important, their strengths. But what can be tricky is, well, how do I adjust to meet that need, build that trust, and have this team be effective? And this stuff is not kind of kumbaya, happy, clappy, let's all make everyone happy. Trust and understanding motivations and strengths leads to speed and effectiveness, right? This is about outcomes and creating the right kind of culture and environment that people can be highly successful in, even with different roles and all these different personalities, if you will. A cardiologist in town a few months ago, and he was looking to hire some other doctors to be on the practice, to be in the team with him. Um, mm -hmm. So not only can you perform as a doctor, but it uh, might be beneficial to conduct some of these personality or workforce analytics tools uh, to figure out if they're going to be a right fit for that practice. And as you say, not only the hiring process, because there's so much time and money and effort that goes into that, but um, also retaining them and making sure that they're filling, maybe building on the strengths they already have, but also helping to strengthen the weaknesses they have. Exactly right. When you're thinking about an individual person for an existing team in a role, 
just as you said, John, right? Part of it is, do they have the right background, experience, training, et cetera? Sure. Uh, that, that's absolutely the first place. The second is, then how are they going to fit in this organization, both at an individual level and at a, and a team level? So we were working with the CEO of a large hospital system on the West Coast recently, and she was talking about the need to hire um, a number of department chairs. And her perspective was, I know the technical background and qualification, and they've all got it. But as, a, as an organization, we're trying to be much more collaborative and much more communicative than we've ever been before. And I need to know that these department chairs have that sort of wiring, if you will, that their natural style of leader and engagement, not maybe perfectly in every sense, but that as we're making these hires, we've got some of that that's going to fit the culture and the organization that we need because we can't have a group of really wizardly doctors that aren't able as leaders to communicate, that aren't able as leaders to collaborate with other groups, et cetera, because for our strategy, our culture, and what we're trying to accomplish from a performance standpoint, that's what's critical. And so these behavioral pieces became that missing ingredient in terms of helping her and her team, just as you pointed out, John, get to that piece of they're going to be the right fit individually, but also collectively, we're going to be going towards that culture that we need to have. And it doesn't mean the team of robots, right? It just means that we're not going to um, hire a bunch of folks that are the exact opposite of the behaviors uh, and strengths that we need individually and as a team, because it's not going to work well for them, and nor is it going to work well for the organization. So we don't want to set people up to not be successful or ask them to be the opposite of how they're wired all day, all week, all month, all year with excellence and expect that magic is somehow going to happen. Folks, you've been listening to an interview with Arizona Physician Podcast. Our guest today is Mr. Tom Riggs, CEO of MindWire. When we come back, we'll speak with Tom about workforce analytics tools and solutions, what services consulting firms typically offer, and how MindWire is different. We'll be right back. This podcast was sponsored by Mutual Insurance Company of Arizona, the select provider of medical professional liability coverage for the Maricopa County Medical Society. As a physician-led mutual, MICA has been Arizona's choice for medical professional liability insurance for nearly 45 years. We provide value to members with superior claims handling and exceptional risk management programs. Call us today for a quote or visit our website to learn more about MICA's premium coverage options and outstanding service. 602-956-5276 or www.mica-insurance.com. Bureau of Medical Economics has been servicing the account collection needs of the medical community since 1951, with nearly 70 years of experience in this industry and proven results. We proudly consider our clients, your practice, an invaluable business partner. There is no obligation and no upfront cost. Please give us a call at 602-252-3469 for more information. Welcome back to the Arizona Physician Podcast. I'm your host for this episode, John McElligot. Mr. Tom Riggs, uh, I wanted to ask you about workforce analytics tools uh, and solutions. So what do typical consulting firms offer? I mentioned earlier in the show personality tests. So a lot of those things you can find online. Where the data goes, I don't always know, but it's out there. There are tools available. I know some companies just scoop all that stuff up to know uh, which way people are going, market research, 
Um, you can find those things on social media and elsewhere. What are things that consulting firms offer? Uh, what's the stuff that people can find online? You know, how valid is it? You, you bet. Right. And, and to your point, John, you, you can go out of that on there and find lots of stuff tomorrow. Right. And some of it is, is exactly as you described, right? You're a blue seal and I'm a red elephant. And isn't that swell? And right. There's not much science validity or objectivity to it. And, and in many cases, it's just, let's go get more people's data to use whatever the heck they want to use it for. Um, but there are a lot of good valid assessments out there that people have used and can use for sure. The problem with most of them is on their own, it's just interesting, right? You might get an accurate report from a good tool, but it's kind of, a, it's kind of interesting conversation. Boy, isn't that interesting, John, that you're so-and-so and I'm this and that, but there's no so what, right? In terms of what do we then do with that? That makes a difference beyond we've had an interesting, fun experience. And, and so I think one of the dividing lines is, is how much utility do you get out of it? And like other things in life, not always, but in many cases, right? If it's, if it's cheap and free and easy, it may not have the goods that you want in terms of being actionable. And so regardless of the tools, it, it should be straightforward, simple, valid, reliable, objective, and based on good science. And there's many that are. What makes a difference then in terms of what makes it valuable is I can take action with this in terms of it's simple and pretty quick. I don't need a 45-page report to try to decipher, nor do I need this to be an hour-and-a-half assessment. So the good assessments uh, are simple and straightforward and then have lots of utility, meaning you can use them for hire. You can use them then for coaching. You can use those applications for team dynamics. You can use them for development, even succession. Who should we promote to what? Because just because they're a great nurse doesn't mean that your highest performing individual contributor nurse would be the best person to lead the nurses as a team and be the supervisor. In fact, sometimes those things are quite different. The best individual contributor may not be a great leader. It might just be one of your really good, solid individual contributors who might be your great next leader because of those behaviors. So the tools need to have span the employment life cycle, and they need to have an ability to have application and measurement so that an organization can really track the progress of it and know that they're getting a return on investment. Okay. The other thing is going it alone is a good way to get frustrated with this process, right? You need to have someone that can help support you from a kind of training and ongoing support perspective so that you can go quickly and you can have an expert who can guide your path to make sure you're getting value and that you're getting utility. And and so having, as we call it, you know, kind of a strategic tour guide with you uh, from a consulting standpoint, who's going to be there to help you end to end is critical. And, and my own bias towards this is this should be an undertaking that is taken because you want to get serious about measurable outcomes. And in that case, um, you're going to probably build a relationship with a consultant that you're going to get to know and is going to get to know your organization and is going to be on call for you. That when you have little questions and big questions, you can get help and support without feeling like you're getting nickel and dime to death. That helps an organization do this successfully. Can you tell us about the um, whether people's profiles change over time? So if an organization or a practice is going to conduct the, the workforce analytics tools and look at people's backgrounds and strengths using MindWire or anyone else, 
does it change? If you do it five years down the line, would someone have a different profile? Yeah, so the uh, great question, and it's part of what's important about uh, the tools we use is they don't change. We're measuring some of those things about behaviors and even on cognitive learning style that are consistent uh, over people's lives uh, and stay very consistent. So the nice thing is, you know, in, in a few, just a few minutes, you can get this permanent data on people is that's about strengths, behaviors, how they're wired, motivated, what their needs are. And those things stay consistent over time. Okay. Sure. People can adjust behaviors in a moment, but we're not going to wholesale change who we are, right? And be the opposite for long periods of time effectively. Yeah. And that part of the key is, is that constant of that consistent data. Tell me, I'd like to close the conversation by asking you whether there are any tools or where you could refer physicians and anyone listening uh, from the medical community in Arizona, you know, if there's anything that MindWire is offering to doctors right now. Yeah, absolutely. So for anyone that might like to take the behavioral assessment itself, uh, and, and don't worry, no, there's no pass-fail. It's not going to say, Here, here's how terrible and awful. It actually is usually a really positive experience for people because it talks about their strengths and in a productive light. So most people find it remarkably accurate uh, and in just six minutes that you can get this really accurate version of you. So if you'd like to take the behavioral assessment, we would be happy to share that with you, have you take it. Like I said, it takes about six minutes on average and then do a debrief with you 15, 20 minutes on the phone of your results. Um, no charge, never any obligation, just part of what we like to do to help. And, and what would you get from that? It's going to raise your own awareness about what your strengths are, communication needs, et cetera. So reach out to us for that. Uh, we also have done a couple of webinars recently on um, just the, the impact of all of the change that COVID-19 is causing in our personal lives, our professional lives, et cetera. So we've done a webinar for clients and others that uh, one of our IO psychologists, Dr. Robin Massey, talked about what the trauma and stress does physiologically to folks in in addition to that, we've kind of also dive in on the webinar into given the, the strain that that's causing and for so many people that are working remotely, how can you understand some of the data that's on these assessments so that you could meet your own needs that you're going to have, certainly if you're working remotely or virtually or just in these difficult environments. So that webinar is about a 50-minute uh, webinar that we did and we'd be happy to share that and share the tools that people might use to say, all right, how can I best meet my own needs now that I might be working virtually remotely or even just in the difficult environment that so many, uh, of, I'm sure, your listeners are in, which is just the high stakes caring for people in a, in a pandemic uh, environment. So we'd be happy to have you listen to that recording and participate with some of the tools we offer on it free of charge, no charge, no obligation. And we had a overwhelming response from clients and friends about the timeliness of that and just helping them focus on themselves and how they get centered there. So John, anything we could do um, that would be helpful, we would be happy to do. Tom, thank you very much. Uh, for anyone listening this to, for more information, go to mindwiregroup.com. That's M I N D. W-I-R-E group.com, mindwire.com. We've been speaking about workforce analytics and why it matters to physicians. Tom, thank you very much for being on the episode. 
Chad, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Founded in 1892, Maricopa County Medical Society is a strong, collective physician voice. Thank you for listening to the Arizona Physician Podcast.